living in Las Vegas starts now. Well, how about that? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome from Las Vegas, Nevada, that groovy little podcast that gives you a true first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home, the Living in Las Vegas yes, podcast. And now your host, a man who clearly needs some kind yes. of introduction, otherwise you wouldn't know who he was, about this guy. Mr. Scott Welcome, everybody, to Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. You're so kind. By the way, hey, congratulations, because you're listening or watching the longest-running podcast about Vegas that actually originates from Vegas, which means that whether you're a local or you're a tourist, we want you to think of this show as your own secret handshake to all things cool and groovy. Now, our free show is live on the first and third Tuesday of every month at 7 o'clock Pacific Time p.m. at VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. We're going to invite you to come on over. Come on over, baby. Get in the live chat with these groovy people here like One and Jay and Guy and Indy and Zach and Testy and Mike and Matt Chipmunk, Faze, Look, all the Aussie Day. Holy crap, there's all kinds of people hanging out in the live chat. It's kind of cool. That secret handshake thing I'm telling you about, here's another part of that. You come in, you watch the show before we start. We start at 7 o'clock, but we start streaming eh, 15 minutes or so, so you can watch us put the show together. And then afterwards, after we wrap up the show, then we go to VVN 2.0, Vegas Video Network After Dark, where we talk about things that the people want to hear about, but we didn't want to have on the record. Hey, I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa. Buenas noches. How you doing, hot stuff? I am the founder of the Vegas Video Network, so on behalf of all those shows... Thanks for watching. And on behalf of this groovy little podcast, thanks for playing along as well. Hey, we got a whole bunch of new people in the live chat. We've got Guy and Indy, who is named Guy from, wait for it, Florida. And I've been watching YouTube now since May of 2018. So welcome there, Guy. Also, in the live chat, we've got Punk Dave who is a day from another British Columbia fan, Victoria, British Columbia. Been watching us for a couple years now. It comes down to the punk bowling deal that happens every year in, in uh, Vegas. And also one NJ hanging out as well. So we're very happy to have all these groovy people doing groovy things uh, with us. All right. You know, we're at the end of the year here. And uh, as is often the case for many shows, we like to look back and, and think about what, what has taken place over the last year. But I'm not going to do one of those top 10 lists of my favorite acts or top five things that made me unhappy. No, no, no. What we're going to do is, is look at trends. I'm going to talk about the real truth about the Las Vegas economy. Here's what I mean. I've had the, the good fortune to work with an organization called LVGEA, the Las Vegas Global Economic Alliance. And they're an organization who, among other things, provide fantastic information, data, on how the economy of Southern Nevada is doing. I've had a chance to live stream a number of their conferences, and we just had one last week 
where they gave us an update about what was going on. 600 people show up over at Park MGM. It's sold out. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, I want to see how we've been doing since the be from the beginning of the year to this part of the year, to spring, uh, I mean, fall and now into winter. So what I did is I took the spring 2018 data that I had from back in the springtime and the fall 2018 data that I just got a couple, three weeks ago. And I wanted to see how things are trending for us in five areas, demographics, labor force, economy, tourism, and real estate. Okay, so let's do this thing if we shall. So let's do this and let's do this and let's do this. And let's begin. So we're going to start by taking a look at demographics. And what you're going to see here, and I'm going to be basically going between, as you can see on the left-hand side for those watching, spring and fall is what we're going to do. So let's start with the demographics and what we're dealing with here. So if you look at the demographics, it says we've got 2.2 million people here with an increase of 2.2% year over year. Now this is interesting to me because it reminded me of when I first moved here. I moved in here, I moved here August of 2005. We started the podcast January 12, 2006. And one of the taglines we used for the podcast was, with 5,000 people moving here each month, somebody had to spill the beans. That's right, 5,000 people were moving here every month when I first moved here. Well, now they're telling me that there's a run rate of 2.2% increase on 2.2 million. So if you do the math, 2200000 times 0.022, that's telling me that there are 48,400 people moving to Las Vegas. If we divide that by 12, guess what? That's 4,033 people. So about 80% of when the boom time was happening is happening now. So we're definitely seeing uh, a continued growth in the population here. And what's interesting is I actually looked at the graphs that provided these numbers. And even during the big recession, we did not see a net loss in the number of people here. It was flat for a while, but it never dropped down. So 2.2 in the spring of 2018. If you look at fall 2018, you're going to see that number doesn't change at all. I also do want to mention, though, the idea of a median household income. And it says here that in the fall of 2018, it's $55,000. I want to talk a little bit about the difference between median and average because it does confuse people, including myself sometimes. So here is a, an example of median versus average. So here I've created uh, a, a, a five hourly wage examples. So the first guy is making $10, second guy is making $10, third guy is making $20, fourth guy is making $50, and the, sixth, or the fifth guy is making $60. So the median of that is the middle number. Whatever the sample you have, that middle number is the median. So in this case, the median is $20. But the average of those five wages is $30. And as you can see, those are two very, very different numbers. As a matter of fact, the average is 50% larger than the median here. So that could be pretty confusing if I said to you, oh yeah, the average salary here is $30. You could be saying, oh, that's pretty good. But in fact, the middle of that is $20, basically 33% uh, less. So I think the reason that's why they're doing that is to give you an idea of, of all the houses that we have here, that one right smack in the middle, 
of, or I'm sorry, the income right now is $55,000. All right, let's keep going here. And move forward to our next topic, which is labor force. First, let's look at the labor force in the spring of 2018. It says 1.1 million people here. And of those 1.1 million, it says that 1 million um, are currently employed. That would imply 100,000 people unemployed. That would imply about a 9% unemployment rate, which is not what it is here. So those two numbers, there's something not quite right. What it is saying is that our unemployment rate in the spring of 2018 was 5.2%, and that was a slight increase over a year ago. Now, if you do 5.2% of 1.1 million people, you're looking at about 57,000 people out of 1.1 million were unemployed. What's also interesting about this is the bachelor's degree. 23% of folks here have bachelor degrees. Now, I don't know this to be a fact, but I'm going to assume that for a, an area of this size, 2.2 million people, half of which are in the, uh, uh, in the labor market, labor force, 23% is probably a low number for a town or a city this big. Now, why is it so low? And again, I'm not sure of this, I'm guessing. But my belief is because there's a whole bunch of casinos here. As a matter of fact, the top uh, employers here are casinos, which is probably no surprise. And as you know, a lot of those jobs don't require uh, a degree. As a matter of fact, it has been in the past very difficult to get kids to just graduate high school. Because way back in the day, they'd be like, wait a minute, moms or dads, a, mom or dad's a valet, they're making $100,000. Why on earth do I need a degree? Right? Which is, you know, could be difficult to argue, but it's not that difficult to argue. So, but as a result, our, our high school graduation rates were kind of low. And you're seeing that we don't have that many folks who have a degree. Now, if we move forward and go from the spring to the fall, you're going to see, boop. So now we have a labor force. We've increased uh, about 10,000 people or so. Uh, our, our unemployment is 4.9% in the fall. That's not bad, right? So 4.9% of 1.1. So if I do 1110000 times 0.049, I'm looking at 54,000. So a slight drop, but not bad. Now, here's the thing. That's 4.9 in the fall. Today, our unemployment rate is 4.4%. Now, I don't know what it is in the United States. I think it's still a little higher than the United States. But if you speak to most economists, one of the things, one of the theories out there is what's called uh, full employment. And that is basically at what rate is it where basically anybody who wants a job has a job. And depending on the economists, they'll say that it's between 4.1 and 4.7%. So at 4.5% or 4.4%, um, we are, depending on the economist, at full employment. This does not speak to under employment, people who might have a part-time job but want a full-time job, people who have a full-time job but aren't getting paid what they want to get paid. But certainly the trend is looking very, very positive. I'm going to show you an unemployment chart a little bit later here that really gives you an idea of what was happening here because it was fucking crazy when all hell was breaking loose. Okay, let's continue on. Do, 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 do. Let's look at the economy. 
couple of things that we'll look at here. Now, the, the taxable retail sales, uh, I don't really care that much about it. And they actually changed their measurement from spring to fall. So, But it's kind of interesting to know that uh, every month we're bringing in $3.3 billion worth of taxable retail sales. Uh, but I think the thing that's mostly interesting to people who are hanging out here as, as a tourist or thinking about moving here is how much people are making here on average. So if you see up here, it says that the average weekly wage, now this is average, not median, is $784. So what would happen with a lot of people is they'll say, okay, $784 divided by 40 hours a week. So the average is a, a big $19.60. That's the average income, but it's not. And the reason is because the average weekly hourly hours worked is not 40 hours here. It's 33.5. Now, why is that? Well, my guess is it's because that at the 30 hour rate uh, that at that threshold, that's when if you have enough employees, you have to provide uh, health insurance. So a lot of folks, when the um, uh, Obamacare came in, pushed people down to 30 hours so they wouldn't have to pay them health care. So if we do the math again, we do 784 and divide it by 33.5. Now we find out that the average hourly wage here is $23.40. Now, remember that's average, which means that there's a bunch of people who are doing 40 hours or more a week. So you can now extrapolate what a person who's working full-time on average would make, you just take that number, $23.40, and you multiply it times 2,080. That's how many hours there are in a 40-hour work week over the course of a year. So that means that the average, you're looking at $48,678 on average as a salary. Okay, now that per capita number, that 42.3, I have no idea how they came about that number and I spent probably 20 minutes trying to figure it out. So now we're at spring, let's go to fall and see if these numbers change. And they do a bit. Let's look mostly as I go back from here's spring, here's fall, here's spring, here's fall. You see that my average weekly wage went from 784 to 811. So from 784 to 811, you'll also notice that my average weekly hours worked went from 33 and a half to 34.2. Now you may say to yourself, hey, I went up to 811, then my, my income must have gone up, but actually it's not because I'm taking 811 divided by 34.2. That comes to 2374. So remember at the beginning, I said we were at 2340. From spring to fall, it's gone up to 2374. So just, uh, you know, 25 cents basically. All right. Not huge, obviously. Continue on. Let's look at tourism. Spring of 2018 says that there were 40 or 45.4 million visitors. This is year over year. Basically, it's taking spring of 2017 to spring of 2018. And it says that 45.4 million people visited, but it's down 1.8%. Now, the question here, of course, is, uh, is that something to be concerned with? What's the cause of this? Does anybody really know? Is it caused because people are sick of the parking and sick of the resort fees? It's unclear, and I'm not sure how anybody will correlate that if they can. Uh, it'd be fascinating if, if they could. Um, it's unfortunate Ted's probably not here. He just, by the way, Ted, um, who's in the live chat a lot, uh, tripped and he hurt himself. He, I think he broke his shoulder or arm or really banged himself up pretty good. So 
we're wishing he feels a lot better. Um, so four, so 45.4 folks coming here over the last year since spring of 2018. The, the gross casino uh, uh, revenue was up, even though visitors were down. Casino revenue, $10 billion a year is how much money casinos make in gaming revenue. And the convention, 6.6 .6 million attendees. So you can see, by the way, that 6.6 .6 of 45, that's not a huge number. I, you know, I think a lot of people think that the convention business is a huge percentage of our visitors. But in truth, it's 14%, 15%. So 15% of the people who come to Vegas are coming for the convention, which means 85% of people who are coming here are coming here for other reasons. Primarily vacation would be my guess. And just for those of you who are fans of McCarran Airport, and that name actually might get changed, by the way, um, 48.7 million people came. This is spring 2017 to spring 2018. If we move to the fall, now we're seeing some changes here. Here's the spring and visitors, 45.4. Here's fall, 41.8. Now that is a significant drop. What is that, about three or so million people difference over the course of a year, just in that six minute or six month time frame. Now there's something going on here. Something is crazy that we're seeing that kind of drop. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and as you can see, that's a 1.9% drop from the year. Now there are some months are of course busier than others, um, but nonetheless, you know, if I were on the tourist board, I'd be like, that seems problematic. But what's weird about it is if you look at the gaming numbers, they actually went up. Not a lot. Basically, they went up, what is that? Uh, well, actually, it is a lot. It's $100 million. So it went from 10.1 billion to 10, or from 10 billion to 10.1. That's $100 million. Actually, I thought that was 100,000 the first time I looked at it. That's a lot of money. So even though tourism is going down, revenue is going up. And by the way, tourism, I'm sorry, the convention visitors have gone down a bit as well, right? 6.6 .6 to 6.5, and visitors to McCarran have gone up. By the way, it's interesting to note there that eh, there's 8 million people who fly into McCarran who never visit Las Vegas. They're just going here to get somewhere else. I would like them to stay and maybe gamble to keep my taxes lower. Let's continue on. Let's go into real estate. Now, in this one, this particular graph, it's not surprising that it's focused mostly on commercial stuff because this is a B2B kind of uh, organization, the LVGEA is mostly talking to other businesses and about bringing their business here. So you're gonna talk a lot about the commercial and the office space and that stuff. But the last column is something that is interesting to people who are just kind of hanging out or thinking about moving here or who already live here. So in the spring of 2018, for new home, the median closing price, again, if, if I have 473 of these guys, the middle guy is the middle price, is 365 six. So $365,600 is the new home median price. So a home that's being built right now, no one's lived in it, you're the first guys in there. Compare that to an existing home at $240,000. So there's a hundred and what, $25,000 difference between buying a used home, <laughs> a resale home, or buying a brand new home, $125,000. But if you look at both of their growth rate, it's pretty significant. 
and again, this is spring 2018, I'm looking at an 10.8% a growth for our new homes and an 15.9, almost a 16% year-over-year growth for homes. Like, so my home, they're saying on average, it went up 16%. That's fast. And it's a little spooky, to be quite frank, because that is not going to be sustainable for very long. Now, if we look at the fall, so we're at spring now, let's go to the fall. Now we're seeing some different numbers, right? So I went from 365 in the spring of 2018 for new homes. Now I'm at 389. Still an 8.5% clip or increase year over year. So 365, 389. So what is that? $24,000 over the course of what, six months or so. For new homes, I went from 240 to 265. Again, $25,000 pop. Uh, from the last six months. And again, 12.8% is our growth. So a little bit slower than the 15.9 that we had in the spring, but still 12.8%, that's humping, man. That's, that's moving in a big time way. So what does all of this mean for us? Um, I think is that if, if we look at it from a summary perspective, what, what looks good here? Well, I would suggest that the economy is looking good. Um, you know, there's a lot of construction going on here. The labor market is very good, obviously 4.4% unemployment. You know, I'm telling you what, there's a lot of people here who are, you know, wiping their brow, thanking God for that, because for a while here, boy, it was spooky as hell. Um, housing is strong, but I still think it's affordable. I mean, if you think about a place like this, you know, we're 2.2 million people here, but the, how, the, the, the things that we have available to us is better than a town or a city with 2.2 million people, I would argue. You know, the entertainment, food, uh, lodging, all that kind of stuff. The things that you can do here are pretty cool, uh, especially for a town that's only 2.2 million people. So uh, having a house here, and what did I say the housing was uh, for a resale house, which is what most people buy, by the way. It's 265 I don't know. That's a, it seems like a pretty good deal for me. Um, I think tourism is the interesting thing, right? What's going to happen with tourism? As I showed you before, it was 40 or, well, let me go back on that and see that again, just to kind of remind myself what that number was, tourism. Yeah, so 41.8% is what it was fall of this year. Now, how does that compare to the best we ever had? Well, in May 2017, going back to May 2016, for that year, that was our best year ever. It was 46.2 million versus 41.8. So what is that? F five, four and a half or four and some change. Four million people difference over the course of a little over a year, moving month to month run rate. Oof. Again, if I'm, uh, if I'm in charge of tourism and I'm seeing that we're dropping 4 million people over the course of a year, a little bit over a year, I'd be like, that seems problematic. And by the way, starting at May, 2017, there was a downward trend since then. It hasn't popped up since May, 2017. So clearly something is not great there. Now, if you're looking for a job, this is a good place to be. Um, uh, and I, and salaries are going up as I showed before, I'm actually going to show you another graph that shows that even bigger in a second here. Um, so 
employers basically have hired all the easy hires, and now they're having to work. Employers are now having to work a bit to find people who they want to fill high-end jobs. So you have a better chance of making more money now. And remember, if you move to Vegas from a big place, you're going to be in a better place anyways. We moved from Las Vegas, I'm sorry, we moved from San Francisco area. You know, our, our buying power increased significantly. You know, no, our housing was, our house was 60% larger and 40% of the cost. So that was kind of neat. No more state income tax, great, great entertainment, great food, great beverages, all that good stuff. It was, it was pretty sweet. Um, but I worked for myself, so I didn't have to worry about finding a job. Um, and by the way, if you are in construction, um, this is a great place to be right now. Um, they are looking, there are 10,000 construction opportunities available for folks that they would like to desperately fill. And this is a big deal. Uh, and this has actually affected me. And what I mean by that is we're having our pool deck resurfaced. And partly because um, part of our pool deck was lifted by a tree, the roots of a tree. So we have to replace uh, a couple slabs of cement. So we brought these guys in, real good guys. And, and they came in on the first day. They you know, cleaned all the cement all over our deck. And they re-stained uh, it so it was a, a nicer color. And it looked great. But they left these two slabs open because they were going to replace the slabs and report and all that kind of shit. So the plan was to stain it one day and, and then a couple of days later come in and do all the concrete work. And the guy calls us and goes, we, uh, you know, I feel really bad about this, but we can't do it right away. I'm like, well, what happened? He goes, well, <laughs> three of my concrete guys you know, were taken for the Raiders stadium. So the union said, hey, how about making a lot of money building the stadium? And whoop, there they go. And uh, so we're going to be delayed, I think, a month because there's just not enough construction folks to build stuff. So if you're in construction, this is uh, the place to go. Let me show you a really cool website that a lot of this data uh, came from. Again, this is part of the LVGA website. I just think this is arguably one of the most fascinating things that's out there. I can't imagine the work involved in doing this. But this is the, uh, their... Uh, data portal. So the website for those listening is lvgea.org forward slash data dash portal forward slash economic dash summary. And as you can see, as I scroll down here, there is all kinds of things that you can track population, labor, uh, the office market, retail markets, existing home closings, foreclosures, uh, gallons of gasoline sold, visitor volume, uh, taxable retail sales, average, average weekly wages, all kinds of cool stuff. Let me just show you how you can do some interesting compare and contrast. So what you're seeing right here is a graph of unemployment. And as I scroll my, my mouse through here, you can see that our lowest unemployment was about 3.9% in March of 2006. That's just before we moved here. And then, oh, hell breaks loose. And it was as high as 14.1% unemployment on September 1st, 2010. And then, as you can see, it drops back down. And by the way, here's where I got that 4.4% on October 1st. Now, watch this. Let's see how unemployment affects your average weekly wages. So I'm going to add that, and boom, look at this. Isn't this cool? Well, it's not cool if you're getting wages taken away, but look. In the beginning, say March, April 2007, uh, your average weekly wage was you know, somewhere in the $730 wage. 
range. Now watch. As unemployment goes up, watch what happens to the weekly wage. It plummets in basically an equal and opposite rate. So at 14.5 or 14.1% unemployment, now I'm down to $659 of an average weekly wage. It went down from 700 and something, what I say, 750 to 650. I lost basically $100 a week. But then watch what happens to the wage now. So as my unemployment recovers in, what is this, September of 2014, we cross over. And look, now my wages are higher than they were during the boom time. And that, I would argue, is indicative of the fact that employers are having to pay more to find good help, which is good news. So again, LVGEA.com is the organization that does this Las Vegas Global Economic Alliance. I think they're fantastic. If you're just curious about how stuff's working here, I would highly recommend going by there and seeing what they do. And if you're thinking about um, moving here, this is the kind of information that you'd want to know about anyways. All right, let's, uh, let's have a drink. Oh, sure, why not? All right, it's time for Have a Drink on Me. It's part of the show where I show you a picture of a speakeasy or a lounge or a bar or a club. Eh, maybe not a club. And I show you this picture and you try to guess what that club or bar or place is. And how do you make that guess? Well, you simply send an email to have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Again, have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Now, there's a number of chances, another number of opportunities, I should say, to win this here prize. And here's how it works. The first chance you have to get your name in this great hat is simply by sending in the email and having it be a correct answer. That will put you in one time. Now, if you submit an entry, and you happen to be in the live chat while we put your name in the hat, guess what? We appreciate you being in the live chat and we'll put you in again because we love you that way. Oh, there's other ways. Let's say you enter and you provide a video guess. Well, I'm gonna put your name in the hat again. Wait a minute. What if you're the very first correct entry? You're fast. You have to be in the live chat to do this. I'm putting you in there again. As a matter of fact, the person who's in there, who's going to go in there again, is in the live chat again right now. See, this person is smart. And then if you do a very, an intro video to our show, you know, welcome to the Las Vegas, or welcome to Vegas Video Network, living in Las Vegas, go now. I'll put you in again. So there's a chance for you to get in this hat five times, which is fantastic. The person who wins a lot, uh, Pops, is one you're going to see seven times. He plays that all the time. Now, what can you win? Huh, that's a good question. Go in a number of things. Let me see if I can do the music while I'm doing this. Let's see. Let's do. Yeah. Well, first thing you can do is say it's music time. Yeah, it's Christmas. Christmas is coming right now. You can either get a good jazzathon CD, which is performed by your good buddy Scott, or one of the Christmas acoustic CDs. I've sold 55,000 of these here CDs. They're pretty good, I have to tell you. Acoustic jazz, either one of those could be yours. Maybe you want a drink. That's why it's called Have a Drink on Me. I'll take you to a bar or a lounge or preferably a dive bar and I'll buy you a drink on me for you. Or hear about the tutorial needs that you have. You want to be a good looking man or woman. You're going to get one of these bad boys here. Vegas Video Network Pfizer. It comes in red or black. Black like my heart. Red because we're out of black visors now. <laughs> okay. Now. All right, stop that. Thank you.
Scott, I, I want to be I want to be more than what I am today. I, I aspire. I, I read self help books. I'm listening to podcasts and books on tapes. But I want to be more. I want to be bigger. I like that about you. That's why you're my friend. Well, here's how you do it. You win, and you decide that you want one of these visors. You put the visor on. You're like, oh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I like that. And then you take a picture, and you send that picture to me. And I get that picture. I like. My God, you're beautiful. I want you to be a part of the galaxy of God. There's Sam and Ozzy Deb and Gregor and Bill, Mr. Testy, Steve and Michael and Robert, Rosie, Scott, Michael and there's Scott again and Dinky and Wade. There's Bud with him and Alan and Aaron, my nudist, Bob, Bob's wife. And Danny and Shan, not Jen and Greg and Glenn. There's Jimmy, two D's and Rob and Ken and Stuart in Russia and Christina, whose all babies are because of my music and uh, and Jackie. There's my Mike, put that down. And then of course we've got Pops and Sammy and Carol and a dog and Chris, whose body is still in my backyard and Brett's dad and me. And then of course. And Wayne, let's not forget Brett. Okay. All right. We had 15 out of 18. So 18 entries, 15 of which were correct. As a matter of fact, the first two entries were wrong. So the number three entry is the person who's going to get the credit for being the first correct answer. How about that? Let's take a look at last week's Have a Drink Upon Moi. And there it is. And the answer was the unknown. The unknown at Palms. The unknown. I think that the fact that it had three shark pieces in there threw a lot of people. We got a couple of people who said, or three people who basically said, is it the shark bar? No, those are people who did no research whatsoever. <laughs> they just thought, well, Scott said the shark. It must be the shark bar. No, come on. Work a little harder, people. All right. Let's take a look at what we got here. I thought it was going to be pretty hard, though. I'm, I'm happy that those people who, sh who got the right answers got the right answers. All right. Let's see. Our first correct answer, but our third entry, is Deb from Australia. One for the correct answer. One for being the first correct answer. And Deb, who is, lives in Australia, is currently in the live chat. My God, that's fantastic. Ozzy Deb. So before we even get started, there are three entries all belonging to Ozzy Deb. Congratulations. Next up, we've got Mr. Testy, one for the correct answer. And Mr. Testy is in the live chat. So if we stop right now... Deb would have a 60% chance of winning, and Mr. Testy would have a 40% chance of winning. But that's not how it's going to be. Who else we've got? We've got Who's Your Daddy? We've got Mike Beatty, boink. We've got Binky, 51, boink. We've got Stephen English, who is from Scotland, and says it was another great show last week, or last episode. Thank you, Stephen. We've got Andy in New Hampshire. John Herman from New York City. Boom. Uh, <laughs> in the live chat, uh, Jaws, Minnesota, I think it's what it says. It says, that shows how much I know. I was the idiot that said shark bar. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's a lot of 
can see it. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> there As you see right there. Uh, that shows how much I know. I was the idiot. I said it was a shark bore. I appreciate that, brother. That is funny. Uh, phase jitter. One for the correct answer. We've got Paul Condor, 954. We've got Jim Gallagher, Jimmy 2Gs. We've got Ian J. I think that might be there. And Mad Chipmunk, one for the correct answer. Mad Chipmunk, I see you in the live chat. If, I, if you're in the live chat and I don't see you, we still got a little bit of time. Go ahead and tell me. Okay. Next up, we've got Bob Thomas. And Bob writes. Oh, yeah, Ian J. Okay, good. Ian is in the live chat as well. Thanks, Ian. Good, good, good. I thought that might be you. So Bob Thomas writes, Scott, it was super cool to hang with you at the Golden Tiki a few weeks ago. Definitely a cool spot. Funny, I mentioned it to the valet at Cosmopolitan. He said, oh yeah, it's one of my favorite dive bars. On this week's podcast, you mentioned the magic of podcasting, and I agree. What a cool medium where you can participate and in an interactive community and become part of the family in a very short time. And the host, the true magic, in my opinion, thank you, is willing to meet you for a drink or two. Absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was uh, have a drink on him. I think he bought me the drinks. Uh, you are the second podcaster I have met and out and about. The first is an airline pilot for Delta Airlines. Also a super cool dude. In short, thanks for all you do. You keep the Vegas fire burning until the next trip. Hope to see you again sometime soon. Bob Thomas from St. Augustine, Florida. Well, thank you, Bob. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. You're a prince, and a prince should be king. All right, and then finally, an entry from Pops. Now, Pops knows that if you win in the previous episode, you can't go in there again. Otherwise, we flay you. We say bad things about you. We cast aspersions on you and your family. But Pops knows this. He's won seven times. Of course he knows this. He simply wanted to send a video to, um, well, I'm not sure I'd call it bragging, <laughs> but he's pretty proud of himself, and he's, he's putting out an offer to all you guys as well. Pops, take it away. Check it out. Uh-huh. That says seven-time Adam Contest winner. Last show, nailed down my seventh win. Wearing my brand-new Vegas Video Network visor to prove it. My old visor was worn out. I needed a replacement. I've got all the swag, so until further notice, if I win again, I'm going to go ahead and claim the win. I'd like to change that up there until it says eight-time Adam winner, nine-time Adam winner. But I'll donate my prize back. We'll figure out who's going to get the prize. It'd be helpful if uh, you were to send in a video, either a show intro video or a Adam video, because I'm getting really sick of being the only one doing it. It's a lot of fun, and seriously, you can take a selfie. You can do a video. Come on, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you, Vegas Video Network and everybody. That I think his slow burn uh, explanation is kind of fun. Come on, guys. You can do it. Works with you. Special thanks to Melissa for letting you do all this. Exactly. Appreciate it. Until next time, Pops is out of here. See ya. And Merry Christmas. Thank you, Pops. Okay. Crap, I guess my email was late. 
Blackjack Bowen. When did you send it? Let me see. I'll take a look. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a... <laughs> Blackjack and Bill. Now we got two more here. Okay, live chat. There are potentially two more in there. Blackjack, who I've never heard of before, Bolin, I think he may be new, and Bill, uh, I think it's 98036. Should we, they're a little tardy. They didn't get in until, they didn't get until after the start of the show. So normally I would say no bueno, but I'm gonna leave it up to you guys to decide whether or not we should put these guys in or not. It's completely up to you to decide. that we should be nice let's do it blackjack bowling is in and bob 98036 or whatever that number is he's in as well we're getting you in there fellas now if you guys win i cannot guarantee that those guys in the live chat will not hunt you down and could reverse adam rocks you want to have fun go to vegas meet with scott and match him round for round you will not regret it <laughs> this is from a guy who i've never met let it go pops okay here we go must be nice, especially the new guy. All right, here we go. Let's see what we got. The winner is. Oh, that feels like a good one. Oh, it's blank. I have it up. Who's your daddy? There we are. Here we go. Who's your daddy? You, sir, are uh, a winner of either a drink on me, a visor, or one of my CDs. Okay, let's look at next week's or this week's. Have a drink on me and the. There it is. And here are the hints. Hint number one. <clears throat> it could have been named after the movie Christopher Molisante helped produce on The Sopranos. It could have been named after the movie Christopher Moltisante helped produce on The Sopranos. Hint number two. Maybe it has something to do with cutting steaks. As a matter of fact, I guarantee it has something to do with cutting steaks and the implement that does so. And hit number three could have been named after a, quote, rising killer clown, unquote. It could have been named after a rising killer clown. If you know the name of this here, Le Bar, you're going to send that name to Have a Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Again, Have a Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Okay, I got time for uh, a live chat question here. We got something from uh, Jaws, Minnesota. Did you get back before all hell broke loose on Thanksgiving weekend? Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> so I was in I was at Effingham last thans or Thanksgiving, and it was interesting because. We got there on a Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and it was gorgeous. I complain about Effingham being really cold and unpleasant 
Um, but it was, I don't know, 58, not a cloud in the sky. We're like, this is great. That was Wednesday, Thursday, gorgeous outside, not a cloud in the sky. It was really good. Um, and then only one day had crappy weather. That was Friday, which was kind of a bummer because I was supposed to go four-wheeling on my brother-in-law's farm. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Shooting stuff. But uh, it was too crappy. It was actually so crappy and so cold that even my brother-in-law, whose hearty stock was like, mm, yeah, yeah, we're not going to be going out there. So I'm like, okay, how about this? I'll install a, um, a Roku. What? So the night before we were out drinking and uh, talking about online broadcasting and stuff, I'm like, you know, you should be watching our show. I'll make that happen. So I got a Roku for my two brother-in-laws and, and installed them. I go, oh, I should get another one too for my other brother, brother-in-law. And I installed it so that they could watch the Vegas Video Network and a bunch of other crap as well. And I guess they actually won't do it. By the way, Punk Dave in the live chat is actually answering the bar, the have a drink on me question and sharing that information with everybody. It's the first time I've seen that happen. Punk Dave, that's why he's a punk. He wants to share it with everybody. Um, but so we flew back on Saturday instead of Sunday. In years gone by, we waited till Sunday to, to fly back. But this year we did Saturday. And that's partly because um, the arrangements that we had for dinner and all was a little bit different than this year than before. So we missed it. We uh, Saturday, sunny, bright. Actually, when we drove back to St. Louis to, uh, to take off, we took a slightly longer route just so I could see the arches. Usually we bypass that. And, you know, we had a later flight, uh, 3 o'clock, no delays, got on, boom, home. And then, like you were saying, all hell broke loose uh, in the Midwest. And, you know, there were, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of flights being canceled. And, and we, we completely dodged that bullet, man. So we were super happy about not having to deal with that crap. All right, that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for kind of playing along here. Hey, you know, you can reach out to us. You can send us an email on our queue at livinginlv.com. Again, on our queue at livinginlv.com. You know what? You can also do some other cool stuff. Let's say you want to leave a voicemail. I'd like your singing voice. I wish you would do that. Go to our website, vegasvideonetwork.com. You'll see a little orange tab on the right side. Click that, and then a little box will pop up and say start recording. And because you have a microphone attached to your computer, your dulcet tones become a part of our magic. Hey, we're on all the social media things. We actually started doing some more Instagram stuff if you're into that kind of deal. We're also on the iTunes. And if you like us, give us a five-star review. We're on YouTube, YouTube Partner. Share us. Give us a thumbs up. We're on Roku, about uh, 80,000 or so installs now. Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Chromecast. You can watch us on Apple, Google, and Fire TV, Google Play, and, of course, the Vegas Video Network. Thanks, everybody, for checking this out. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be back uh, in a couple weeks or not. I may have a gig. It's been it's unclear as to what the deal on that is. Um, I'll let you guys know. I also have an idea for how we're going to be doing shows moving forward that I will somehow share with you in some manner or another. Okay, until next time, take care, everybody.